Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome back to the word affairs. That is probably the worst way to ever introduce this and I promise I will never do that ever again because quite frankly I just made myself cringe and I'm gonna go up and vomit. Um, okay, anyways, um, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode this week. If you are new, hello and welcome. Please make sure to stay and check out the other episodes and if you are a old friend then hi again and thanks for letting me annoy you. Um, we are back with a little bit of a, I think, a very much requested episode today, okay? So, um, I think it was about two weeks ago, I put up a poll on, is it, okay, first of all, right, is it a poll or is it a poll? Because I've been saying poll, whereas my brother corrected me recently and he was like, no, it's a poll. And I was like, no, it can't be a poll. So, we basically did that thing on, you know, Google Translate or like YouTube when you type in the word and you say like pronounce it and they pronounced it as poll. So, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm wrong and I have to accept that, which was very hard to do in front of my brother, but I did it. Um, So, okay, back to the thing. I did a poll where basically I asked a lot of you, um, you know, what type of things would you like to see in the podcast? What type of topics would you like to be seeing, you know, discussed on the podcast? And one of the responses um, that I was getting quite a lot of, a few people were responding with this, was the whole concept of insecurities the whole concept of beauty standard and insecurities um and you know just the whole just that whole shenanigan okay because i mean if you haven't noticed by now we live in a world where the beauty standards are literally shoved in our face and it's so so difficult to to keep up with it and that is getting to a point where you don't even know what you should be looking like anymore because no matter what you look like there's always some sort of other standard out there that you are not achieving um and so anyways, that was like the majority response and I was supposed to be doing it last week. I didn't because I was like, you know what, I kind of want to do something more relaxed and more chilled out, hence the Reddit threads. By the way, that was such a hit with you guys. Like it was so well received, alhamdulillah. You guys absolutely loved it. Like I'm not joking. First of all, I've said the word like so many times, but you guys loved it so much. Not only did it really, really do well in terms of the podcast, but so many of you reached out and you were like, oh my God, you need to be doing this way more. We want to see more of this. There were not enough Reddit threads. Like guys, there were not enough Reddit threads. What? I went over like, I think about three, four, but okay. You know what? I got it. I got the hint. And I was thinking to myself and I even said it on my Instagram, um, on my story. So if you are not following me on there, what are you doing? It's at the word affairs. Um, but I also did say like, if you guys really like it, why don't we just bring it in on every other episode from now on? Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm now obviously going to be doing at least one or two threads. Um, and just talking about them towards the end of the episode. So if that means the episodes are a little bit prolonged because of that, um, then so be it. And if you don't like that kind of segment, that's fine, you guys, that's fine. You know, you can just turn me on, turn me off after that. Um, but back to what I was saying was that, yes, yeah, so anyways, that was my intentions of doing it for last week. However, then, you know, did Reddit threads. But subhanAllah, Allah works in very funny ways because after putting up that 
poll I think it was a day or two after um I'm not obviously going to reveal identities or anything like that but I I received a message from like literally one of the loveliest girls ever um and she was basically she just reached out and she was just talking about the whole you know struggle that we have with the hijab okay and just generally first of all everybody's struggle you know is different we all struggle with different things hijab is something that is one of the biggest struggles I think in a Muslim woman's life sorry actually you know what I take that back I'm not going to say the biggest because there are struggles out there that are worse however it is one that's very predominant and it does heavily influence us because it literally like I don't think people who first of all are men men will just know you know men are men men will not understand this whether you're Muslim or non-Muslim and number two non-Muslim people they will not get this how you know they will not understand just the extent to how every single kind of like thing that we do or whatever we're always having to take the hijab into into um into thought right Uh, into consideration that's the word i was looking for we have to take the hijab into consideration with everything i we do and sometimes that is a simple decision that's made you don't even have to think about it it's almost as you know such of a reflex however other times it is something that really, really resonates heavily with a lot of us because it's so, so difficult um, in the sense of, you know, sometimes it can even affect what jobs you want to apply for. Sometimes it can even affect the relationships with the people around you. Um, I saw a girl on TikTok and she was saying something along the lines of like how she wanted to start wearing a bias and she did. She was wearing a bias, she was wearing hijab and her mom was like, look, you know in the area that you live by the way i think she was like from a western country don't remember which one it was but um her mom was like yeah it's not okay for the place you live in because you know we live in a very westernized kind of society and you know it's it's not going to be received very widely and very well and then um she was not put off rather she became a niqabi <laughs> she wore the niqab and um she's now a full-on niqabi and everyone was like damn girl like you literally went and just took the next step like amazing mashallah well done but it's so amazing how like you know sometimes people will say things to you and put you off it but rather it just strengthens your iman and it strengthens your integrity with your decisions okay and I don't think we have to look at Islam for that. You can just look at anything. There are people who who were told in high school, who were told in, you know, uh, university, they were told in colleges, like, hey, look, you know, you're not going to have the grades. You just can't really cut it. You are not going to make it. So why don't you just give up now? And nowadays, those people, they, they got to where they wanted to be. I saw a guy who... Um, on on social media he he, i think he wanted to be a doctor his whole life he wanted to get into medicine and his teachers were like look you don't have the grades you're not gonna cut it there is no medical school in the uk that is gonna accept you so just give up and then i think he's now a full-on blown doctor like he's doing it he got his mbbs whatever like mashallah he did it but it's that whole concept of like why are you giving up just because people are telling you to um but back to what i was saying so anyways you know that we've got this issue of insecurities and beauty standards um and how we feel as women and then we've also got the struggle of the hijab and people actually i don't know if this kind of link has been made before but for me personally i think the two are tied in very 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 well especially when you're a muslim now just for the record if you are a non-hijabi if you do not wear the hijab for whatever reason whatever it may be that you don't wear the hijab 
you know, that is first and foremost your decision. And that's, that is between you and Allah, okay? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, it's right, it's totally okay. Or yes, it's totally wrong. You're going to go burn in hell. I don't think that because quite frankly, wearing the hijab does not necessarily equate to being a absolutely sinless, pious person. You know, that's, I don't really think there's much of a link there. Um, One thing I will say, just first and foremost, is it is obligatory. You are supposed to be wearing the hijab. Um, I'm going to say you, I'm not talking about like the person like listening right now. I'm just saying in general. Um, you know, the hijab, it is mandatory upon us in Islam. It is made, you know, further. It's made like, you know, women basically, like you're supposed to be wearing the hijab if you're a Muslim woman. We wear the hijab to conceal our beauty. We wear it to cover our beauty and to protect ourselves from the glances of men that we are not necessarily related to and we call them non-mahrams so a mahram is basically a man who is essentially related to you and someone who technically could not marry if that makes sense so that would be your father your paternal maternal uncles and your brothers and your grandfathers okay um and obviously your husband one day when you decide to marry him um and your nephews as well so these people are your mahrams these are the people who will never essentially you know you can you can you know you don't have to wear the hijab in front of them you don't have to really cover up or something like that but um in terms of the other men out there who you potentially could marry or you know men who are not related to basically the men who are not really your protectors you are supposed to be concealing your beauty in front of them for the protection of yourself now don't get it twisted sadly in the world we live in there is so much um you know misinformation being spread and so many opinions being spread um if a man let me tell you this first and foremost if a man who is not related to you is telling you oh but you don't wear the hijab oh you know like i i didn't you know hijabi girls like they're gorgeous like please out out the door is that way use it please lock it after you and please move to a different country because a man telling you how you should be wearing your hijab who is like i said at the beginning who is not related to you why is that happening in the first place why is a man who is not related to you in any way shape or form why is he telling you what you should be doing with your hair why is he telling you oh you're gonna go to hell for not covering your hair Mm, you're wearing the hijab but realistically you've got two strands out and therefore you're gonna burn like no that's not happening because that is a like i said between you and allah now people are allowed to advise you people are allowed to tell you hey sis you know what Personally, have you ever thought of wearing the hijab? Um, you know, what is that stopping you or whatever? They may want to have an absolute, honest, integral conversation with, with you there. But I would just be very, very careful if you're a girl listening to this and someone is telling you how you or should or should not be wearing your hijab and there's no pure intentions there. Oh my God, no, like, please, out. I see so many people on TikTok, on social media, so many men, especially, so many boys, actually. I'm not even going to say men. Like, you would know a true man if he was to come your way. A boy, so many boys turn around and be like, mm, where's my 5'2 hijabi? Sorry, what did he say, sir? Sorry, what? Where's your 5'2 hijabi? Um, okay, but why are you wearing shorts? Why can't I see your ashy knees? Like, I don't get that. Um, the audacity, where, where did you get that from? And that is not me being rude, okay? It will come across as rude. And sadly, and if you're a man listening to this, you may feel somewhat offended. If you're feeling offended, you really need to check the way you are, you know, behaving. Because if you are a good man, 
if you're a man first of all in general and you know you follow the deen and you are respectful you wouldn't feel offended by this in fact rather you probably agree with me to a certain extent and be like you know what sis you're right there are some men out there who are not representing their deen just the, just the same way there are some women who are not representing their deen but at the end of the day there is no man out there who is not related to you who can tell you how you should be wearing your hijab or not or whether you should be wearing it in the first place because realistically they have nothing to do with you so cut them out of your life okay now secondly when we talk about the struggle of the hijab this is something else that i feel like used to be brushed under the carpet no one would ever talk about this when you would grow up or rather this was a conversation that was not happening because somewhere down the line it's related to mental health and you know we know in the muslim community there's some kind of taboo of mental health all right so how does it relate to mental health well first of all when you're living in a time in a world where beauty is literally fueled it is fueled by consumption okay now hear me out here beauty standards are defined by consumption okay for beauty standards to work in the first place it needs to be advertised to you okay for the whole thing of buy this product buy that product you need this lip filler you need this botox you need this eyebrow pencil you need this lipstick this foundation is better for that whole thing to exist for that industry to exist beauty standards need to be set and who sets them people who are not relatable okay kylie jenner sadly to say to all of you is not relatable because you're not going to get to that level now if you want to aspire to that and you want to be like that that's fine that's your choice but realistically how are you and her ever going to be sitting in the same room right now that is not very achievable however those are the people that are propelling the beauty standards to young girls to small young girls i don't know if you guys know a lot about like pop industry and stuff but do you know like that girl jojo siwa i don't know if you've heard of jojo siwa all right jojo siwa i don't know if you've seen her in you know media or whatever or here and there on youtube i don't know i used to see her a lot because um what was that guy called who got cancelled on youtube he was like sean something forgot his name but basically used to absolutely take the living living mick out of jojo siwa but um basically this girl she is american and she's a bit of a celebrity in her own right um however she basically is you know like a like a role model to the younger children to the young girls she's very very much like glitter sparkles rainbows sunshine you know popsy glittery um sequin jackets ponytails with like very beautiful little bow ties you know no makeup or rather you know pure baseless makeup um and people are like oh my god georgia c was like i don't know however old she's a teenager she's like almost an adult and she's dressing this way she's acting this way however there's one thing that i don't know if it was her who pointed it out or other people pointed it out about her they were like the audience that her work is targeted to is essentially preteens it's essentially young little girls okay of a very very young audience now would you rather see ha- or have those little girls see a girl like that and look up to a girl like that for their age bearing in mind their age so if there's a 10 year old a 9 year old an 8 year old and the people that they're looking up to would you rather have them look up to a perfectly harmless little you know a woman who's dressing up you know like that and just you know doing fun things for kids or would you rather have them look up to Kylie Jenner who is literally plastic and if that offends anybody who is a fan of Kylie Jenner then you know I 
I can't really apologize for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I admire the whole empire she has built for her because she has built an empire. But I mean, come on, guys, we are not blind. It is literally essentially silicone and plastic. And to have little girls following her and aspiring her, sorry, aspiring to be like her, her swim line, her baby line, her lip kit line, whatever it may be, is very scary because that's the world we live in today. Now that's, you know, those are little girls that we're talking about. Now let's bring the conversation to people who are our age, okay? I'm talking, you know, in your teens, your 18 above, okay? 18 plus range. Um, We are so, so affected by this because we have seen this we have seen this change okay we didn't just wake up one day and Kylie Jenner was already there with plastic no we saw her when she was younger and she was normal and fine and then boom overnight she just bloody got amazing lips and an amazing bum an amazing fake everything and so we've seen how the beauty standards have changed you know makeup back in 2016 is not the way it used to be now there's nothing wrong with that it's good to move along with trends but oh my god there's been times where you know girls have beaten themselves up so much for not looking like the beauty standard and i will tell you one thing and this is a story that i always talk about with everyone that i meet um because to be honest with you it stays with me forever so when i started secondary school i was obviously 11 it was what was the year like 2011 I started because obviously I'm a millennial so um yeah so started secondary school and obviously secondary school can be a very very tough time okay because you're literally thrown into the pool with all these new people blah 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 um and I used to get teased for my lips um not by everyone by the way by one specific girl but it was one where when she would say it the rest would agree the rest would laugh okay now moved on everything you know get over it you know I still I I like this girl everything like that because obviously I still see her here and there on my socials um but at the time it literally used to be like oh my god Gainat like why is your lip so big she would literally get her bottom lip and like pull on it I'm not even joking wallahi this is the truth she'd pull on it and like make it fat and you'd be like but look like they're blubbering like look at that you know what I mean and then she'd be like your top lip is fine like why is the big one so you know in, in reality they're actually both proportional just to let you know FYI um and she would just make jokes about my lips and be like they're so fat they're so big they're this they're that oh my god look at my lips everybody I've got Kainat's lips um and then literally literally fast forward to about year 10 11 oh my god I wish I had your lips literally not the same girl by the way but everyone else i wish i had your lips even now to this day sorry to say a lot of people point out about my lips they're like oh you've got beautiful lips but you know what it always always reminds me of when i was younger and i used to get taken the crap out of for my lips apologies for my language um but that is just an example of how beauty is trend beauty is not defined by your looks it's rather defined by your trends so this whole concept of injecting your lips to make them look bigger and better whoever said that there was something wrong with small lips you know where did that ever come from it's just something that slowly developed over the years when I was younger that was never a thing in fact as far as to go my mum she says like in Pakistan for example a long long time ago when she was younger they used to love thin lips they'd be like oh my god they call with thin lips like I want a door-in-law with thin lips you know but like the whole concept of like if you had thin lips you were beautiful whereas now if you look at the time in this country in this kind of like perception with these trends you've got big lips you're gorgeous 
But, you know, rather what kind of message we're sending out to our girls is mm, you don't have that thing about you to make yourself that standard. Therefore, you need to inject yourself. Inject yourself here. Just start with like 0.8 filler. You'll be fine. Okay, okay, let's bump it up to one mil, one mil, one millimeter. Yeah, whatever it is. Bump it up. You'll be fine. One milliliter, sorry. You'll be fine. Oh, you know what? I feel like we can just go a little higher. You're good. And before you know it, you are walking, talking plastic. There are women out there who have regretted doing it and they dissolve them. You don't have to go far. Molly May is one of your evidential people, okay? She literally was like, she got addicted to it. And she was like, it's getting to a point where I don't want them anymore. And she dissolved them. Once she dissolved them, she was getting praised for it. And that's okay. She got praised. You know, everyone's like, oh, she did so amazing, so well. But you know, it's... Is it doesn't take one person to change everything. Sadly, that's not the world we live in. If a lot of people start to do it, then only only then is considered amazing and important, okay? So in the world we live in right now, look, you know, fillers, cosmetic surgery, Botox, all this silicone, that is the trend, okay? You know, we think surgery is gonna fix everything. Now, that we're talking on a very high level, okay? We're talking about it on a celebrity level normal people like me like you your friends your cousins your neighbors guys i don't really think we're going to be going for cosmetic surgery to that extent and so we suffer in silence okay we suffer in silence now there are things about you that your friends will have pointed out to you and be like i wish such a such thing about me was like yours i wish my hair was like yours i wish i had your eye colour. I wish I had your lashes. Your lashes are so beautiful. They're so long, mashallah. Oh my God, what did you do to get them? Your lips are so gorgeous. Oh my God, if only I could get to, you know, mine to be like that. Oh, you've got the best lips ever. Oh my God, look at your nose. Your nose is perfect. You've literally got a button nose. Oh, people get nose jobs to get a job like that. You know, things like that. Your body. Oh, don't get me started on the body. The body can go on for ages, okay? But the body, oh my god, this about you so beautiful, that about you so beautiful, you know? But everybody has that one thing or two things or three things about them that literally just stand out and alhamdulillah for that, okay? Mashallah for that. You should be proud of that because Allah has looked at you and thought, no, I'm going to create her like that or I'm going to create him like that because don't get me wrong, it goes both ways, okay? Men also, they are fueled by some sort of awful image nowadays where you've got to be this tall you've got to have this many muscles if you've got a big nose you're ugly um your ears are sticking out you should get something to pin them back you know that's very extreme to say as such but something as small as t- as height it's 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 a bit of an insecurity for men nowadays because literally you've got girls being like yeah six two or nothing else and you know sometimes i just want to ask you know what okay everyone has their own choices and preferences i know that for a hundred percent but boy there are some six foot two men out there that are disgusting <laughs> i'm sorry to say but high doesn't equate but you can say the same thing about women okay um but yeah like you know everyone has their own insecurities that they're battling um but the thing is Allah has looked at you and thought I have chosen to decide sorry what does I even say I have chosen to design you in that way yet here you are being ungrateful for it here you are telling me you're not happy with the way I designed you so hear me out there okay the creator has said to the creation, I have designed you in that way. I know what's best for you. Yet the creation turns around to its creator and says, no, I don't like that. I want to get a BBL. (laughs) Stuff for love, but I don't like that. I want to get this done. I don't like that. I want to get that done. But the point is, your creator has looked at you and said, 
this is good for you and you are beautiful to me you are the most beloved to me actually one of the sins in islam and this is a sin is to degrade yourself i'm so ugly mm, i'm so fat oh i hate this about myself i hate that about myself that's actually a big sin in islam because by you saying all that type of stuff and degrading yourself and putting yourself down you're kind of offending allah if you think about it because only allah knows why he's designed you that way and on top of that he knows that you're perfect the way you are so we have all of this we have all of this cosmetic surgery going around with us we have all of these issues and then think about this guys so we've got all of these absolute impossible beauty standards to achieve okay you've got all of these insecurities that have been fed to us by the media that have been fed to us by the people around us okay on top of all of that now you've got the struggle of hijab can you just imagine what we're adding to the pot here you've got a pot and i tell you to make a recipe for a cake tomorrow you've got beauty standards you've got insecurity you've got media influences you've got celebrity influences you've got cosmetic surgery you've got the people around you and their opinions and now add to that add to that the struggle of hijab you've got the struggle of hijab to add to that you've got the whole concept of adhering to the hijab now first things first the hijab is a very very difficult responsibility it is a responsibility that has been written upon us however just because it's written upon us does not mean that it's a day to so easily it is a test and trial from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay because you know how beautiful you are for all the hijabi women out there like if you are struggling with the hijab just know you're not alone because um people don't talk about this and i feel like rather i mean for example i've had girls who speak to me and they're like oh i feel so guilty about feeling this way i've been trying to get it out of my head i feel so wrong for even thinking this i'm like whoa whoa why do you even feel that way in the first place okay why are you beating yourself down for feeling that you are okay to feel this by you saying you feel guilty for feeling that that's not going to do you any good okay just remember that it's a trial and a struggle from allah and allah wants to see how you're going to react are you going to let that get the better of you and you're going to take it off okay and if you do decide to take it off who are you taking it off for because you know at the end of the day we live for allah we are literally on this earth to serve allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i just want to say a message to the non-hijabi listeners the muslim women who do not wear the hijab um you're not any worse than the women who do wear hijab okay just because you wear hijab like i said at the beginning of the episode just because you wear the hijab does not equate to being a pious sinless creature okay this innocent fairy that's been untouched whatever i don't know where this comes from okay um there is a certain perception when you wear hijab you know but if you are thinking about wearing the hijab or if you have had thoughts about this or if it's you know something anything for a split second this thought has come in your head just remember that that's allah guiding you allah is guiding you to making the right decision because whether you wear it or not we can all agree with the fact that it is obligatory sorry obligatory upon us and you are required to wear it um and the fact that allah has guided you by having these thoughts by giving you these thoughts rather you know that shows such such importance in your life that allah is looking over you how amazing is that that is so beautiful that allah is looking over you to the point where he knows he's got to start you off so small he's got to put in that little seed because you've planted your seed now you've got to watch it grow right a friend of mine said this to me just yesterday you know for one of the struggles that i'm going through and she said this and i was like wow wow that's an amazing way to say it and honestly i feel like it's an analogy in every situation 
you have seeds in your life that you need to plant and then you've got to have the patience and the suburb to watch them grow but sometimes you know unfortunately some people are not even blessed with the seeds you know some people are not blessed with the seeds so imagine if you've had that that thought for a split second hey i'm thinking of wearing the hijab i want to but this is stopping me that's stopping me i love you know the beauty of my hair too much you know my family doesn't wear hijab um what are people going to think about me i've never worn hijab my whole life etc etc i'm going to feel ugly with the hijab on these are things but just imagine where did this all come from from you saying i kind of want to wear the hijab or maybe i should wear the hijab that's one seed that's been planted okay now it's up to you what you want to grow it with do you want to nurture it and do you want to raise it and do you want to watch it grow or do you want to beat it down and keep it locked up in the dark that's up to you okay and i pray that allah guides all of us to the right path allah guides us all to make the correct decisions in our life and allah never ever 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 tests the soul with more than it can't bear okay he will never burden a soul with something that he knows he can't take Allah knows what you're capable of and he if he has sent a struggle down upon you if he has sent a trial down upon you he knows you can take it otherwise he would not have burdened that soul with that he would not have given that soul that issue okay and one more thing to remember is that after every hardship comes ease okay every hardship after every hardship you will find things easier in your life you will realize that hey this needed to happen to me to make me the person i am today this is something i can't stress enough you know we we look at each other and we think that person has such an easy life they've got things so much easier for them they've reached all of their goals before i did no that's not the case everybody is going through something there's just a difference between whether they talk about it or whether they don't you know and that's up to you to decide and analyze okay but you know back to the whole concept of struggling with the hijab and how this ties in with beauty standards you've also got people who then are setting a separate standard with hijab you've got women who sadly are not wearing the hijab properly okay um you know maybe they're just showing half the hair maybe they're showing their neck maybe they're using it to basically beautify themselves you know you've got uh very very different hijab styles you know in in this world right now people are you know wearing hats with it as well um throwing it back like it's hair i get that i get why okay i i get it because wearing hijab is not easy it is not easy one bit and The thing is at the end of the day you get punished for every strand of hair that you show okay you're getting punished for every strand of hair that you show so the woman who at least decides to cover parts of it who partially decides to cover her hair she's still covering more hairs than the ones who aren't okay now that doesn't mean that you use it and you know disrespect it and mock it especially in social media however that's between them and Allah and we can't sit here and give out names we can't point fingers but it is sad then for women who are trying their best to observe the hijab properly and wear it properly and then bam they're just thrown with another identity crisis where now you've got girls who look absolutely stunning and gorgeous in in these different forms of hijab and it just leads you so confused it leaves you so all over the place okay we've all felt it we've all done it there will be times in our lives where we're going through things i can't sit here and 100% say hey i've worn my hijab every point of my life where i've needed to 
Um, now, obviously, I'm not going to expose my sins or anything like that. I can hopefully say that I have been a hijabi my whole life. But there are days and times where you're like, I can't take this anymore. I'd rather just want to look beautiful, okay? And sometimes that's a shaitan whispering things in our ears. I'd like to say I'm making a more active attempt of that, especially, alhamdulillah. Inshallah, you know, in the rest of my life, there will not be days where, you know, on the days I'm supposed to wear hijab, in the moments of my life where I'm supposed to wear hijab, that I'm not. Inshallah. That will, there will never be a time like that. And, you know, keep me in your du'as for that. And I keep you guys in my du'as as well. But yeah, just a final reminder for all girls out there struggling with any insecurities and any kind of like identifying the issues with the beauty standards. Um, just remember that it's normal to have insecurities, okay? Um, any insecurities that you're going through right now, trust me, there's people out there who are probably going through the same or if not worse. Um, that doesn't make you feel any better. It's like kind of like telling you, oh, you know what, your struggle isn't valid. That's not true. The truth is rather, if only you could see yourself the way other people do and I forget the other people if only you could see the way the creator sees you the way the creator sees you when he made you okay if you could see that i feel like you would genuinely appreciate the way you look a lot more it's okay to have insecurities it's okay but just do not let it consume you sometimes there's things about us that we want to change and that's normal if anything it's kind of healthy because you want to grow develop and adapt however do not let it consume you it's difficult okay especially as a muslim woman so difficult but please please don't let it consume you just know you are absolutely beautiful the people that follow me and the people that i follow you know, on Instagram, for example, I have never ever looked at a follower, follower or I've never ever looked at a friend and thought, mm, no, there's something about her. Wallahi, I've ever looked at a girl, I'm like, she's so gorgeous. Sometimes I'm like, why can't I look like her? As a, you know, and then I'm like, okay, no, you need to, you need to really like kick back and like think about this yourself. But no, on a level, like you are all absolutely beautiful and incredible. And as a Muslim woman, especially, it's difficult if you wear the hijab. For people struggling with the hijab, just remember your struggle is valid and appreciate that because that is a trial that Allah is putting you through and just remember that Allah would never burden a soul more than it can bear and after every hardship comes ease now Allah is closer to to you than than your juggler vein okay and your juggler vein the one your nafs right he's closer to you than that so just remember that Allah hears all he sees all he knows everything you know and you think okay Allah knows that and he knows it's a struggle it's hard it's difficult to be a hijabi especially in western countries but just know that you are a representation of your deen and know that you are loved by so many. There are girls sometimes looking at you thinking, I wish I had the courage to put on my hijab, but I'm too scared of the westernized world and I'm too scared of everything. I don't have any support, etc. Yet you are able to walk out on the streets with your hijab and hold your head high, guys. So, um... I would normally end the episode here, but because I said we were going to do more threads and shreds, um, that is something I am going to do. So I basically went through a few and I picked out some that I really, really liked. Um, and I think there are some that are very relevant to this. I'm not going to, I think I want to go through one or two, maybe a third one if I can. But basically this one's very, very, very relatable to the topic that we've got today so i think i'll start off with this one so so um have i just said so twice probably i have i just had to edit something out um i made the decision to stop wearing hijab because i started to believe it's just an arab written in capitals arab culture and has nothing to do with god i also made other decisions and started viewing islam and allah differently after thinking carefully about a lot of things i can't write all of them now but dot 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 
My family family probably will not like my decisions. I decided to just start going out without hijab and when they notice it and ask me to tell them about my decision. People that know my family will talk behind their back and be like, her, their daughter went stray, but it's my choice anyways. But I am afraid or I don't know how it is to go out without hijab. Last time I went out without hijab was when I was 9 or 10. And at that time, my mother used to style my hair or take care of it. But now I feel like I will look weird if I go out showing my hair, especially showing it for the whole day. I think I look horrible. I don't know how kids in my school really react, whether I will get too much attention or not. And I think at the bottom short for reference, I am 15. So this is an example of someone who took their hijab off. So obviously, you know, one of the things that comes with wearing hijab is the constant thought of, oh my God, like if I took it off, everything would be easier. I'd just feel more beautiful. All my issues would go away. Um, any insecurities that I have in relation to hijab will go away. Um, people won't treat me differently because I wear hijab and everything like that. Um, there have been times where I've seen girls who have put the hijab on and then they've taken it off. And sadly, they are cussed a lot by the community. So where she said that whole thing of like, oh, my daughter will go astray and etc you know there are girls in the community or girls at school or whatever who would wear the hijab and then take it off and they would get looked down a lot for for that by other people and funnily enough um I remember a girl who did that and the girls who were cussing about did not wear hijab themselves and they're like yeah if I was to wear it I would wear it properly and you know what swear to god that is something that's been going about on tiktok for a while now um, and it just makes me laugh because it reminds me of that but um one thing this girl pointed out and she said like she is scared because she feels like she'll look horrible with her hair out now when a lot of people take their hijab off it's that thought of like I at least I'll, I'll feel pretty this time but you know you're always caught up in that thought of I feel naked without the hijab and that's something that I think a lot of people can relate to because even for that split second where you leave the house without your hijab like go to take the bins or whatever you had to go do this and that you literally physically feel naked right and it feels like a part of you is missing that is one of the things like I don't think I could take my hijab off you know Allahu alim. but you know I don't think I could take it off because I'm, I'm sort of scared of like oh you know I literally will feel absolutely stripped of it I'll feel naked but you know the sad thing is in this one as well is this isn't even just related to hijab she's she started to make all the decisions and started to view Islam and Allah totally totally different and sadly that's a very very big trial to be going through it's a very big struggle because you know when you start to have questions about your own faith that's really when you need to be seeking help um for your own mental health first of all not not for anything else for your mental health because it's going to affect you massively right you're always going to be in that constant constant battle of oh my god am i thinking right am i thinking wrong um what are people going to say of me what are people going to do you know things like that and you know it's going to affect your mental mental health so much okay and it's always always right to be you know wary of that but again, I always say this and I think it's true. Allah knows what your struggle is. Allah knows what your intentions are. Um, in terms of like what she says, but it's my choice anyways, you know, it is that thing of like, I feel like she says her family will not like her decisions. But you know, the punishment comes from Allah. I mean, your parents will get asked and everything like that, but your your punishment comes from Allah. So, you know, this whole concept of taking the hijab off and everything like that, you know, Allah knows more than we would know about that. But um, it's one thing, one thing that I think kind of surprised me is when she said, she was like, I don't remember how it is to go out with the hijab and I feel like I look weird going out, going out and showing my hair. I think I look horrible. And it kind of reminded me of a few girls who have done that, you know, where they used to be hijabis and then took their hijab off and now like they make, you know, videos about it on socials. And I always refer to TikTok because I'll be honest, I 
feel like that is the plug right now like everything there's a there's something that everyone can relate to on that but a lot of girls are like they miss the time when they wear hijabis and they just pray they can get back to that time so when you're taking your hijab off and you know you've taken it off and you know you're out there with your hair on i think a lot of people who genuinely had that love for their hijab once upon a time they're always thinking about that phase of their life where they were wearing the hijab and where they were observing it correctly so it's this constant battle in your mind it's this constant battle in your head of hey i've made the decision now but how do i how do i face its consequences how do i reap what i've sown basically and it is sad and it's a struggle it must be such a big struggle so i pray that this girl really gets through it you know being 15 is not easy you know in this world being a teenager being in the, a, a teenager in this society especially you're having so much thrown at your face and then on top of that you're having to balance your culture and your religion you know just ask just ask the ethnics how we do that okay when you come from a totally different background and a culture and you know you've got a totally different religion it's it's a struggle it's different um but that was one of the threads and very very much related to this one here as well so i hope that tied in with this episode okay so this is a slightly different one um i'm not gonna lie when i read this i was kind of shocked because the amount of times i feel like i've had to I've had to explain things about education to like to other people. It's so funny. So, um, basically, this was on a thread about. Um, it was about something like you know, well, name ladies, name a time when you know you've said something on a man's a reason why a man's absolutely lashed out. Okay, so um, this girl basically, I think it was a very very popular comment as well. So she says, he tried to lecture me about my own master's degree subject and when I politely corrected a significant factual error in private, it's not like I was announcing to a crowded room that look everyone, this guy is wrong, I honestly thought he was going to hate me. We'd been, if not good friends, at least friendly acquaintances before then. So he'd known that it was my area of serious study. And he not only never spoke to me again, but tried to spread some very nasty rumours about me for months afterward. About 15 years later, I heard from a mutual acquaintance that he eventually became a priest. So, um, that's funny because someone else uh, replaced, replied... Someone else replied to this, by the way, saying, haha, of course he did. I had a guy ask me about my major and when I told him, he started asking questions about that subject with a very explicit tone of, do you even know what that is? And me being me, I started explaining like I was giving a TED talk on the topic. He and his friends got silent and then he said, wow, you really know this stuff. Like, yeah, no, bleep, bleep. Okay, so um, I think personally, this stems from men not being able to accept the fact that you know women can be educated um okay so some men you know they have that ego they have that thing of i always have to be right i always have to be the one who knows better than everyone else i am the one who's gonna basically drum roll please da, 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 mansplain mansplaining is a curse and if you are a woman you may have actually experienced this at least some point in your life okay if you haven't yet girlies you will trust me there is no such thing as no mansplainer in a room if there are four men in one room i'm telling you about two of them will be mansplainers they just feel like they have to explain something to you in a better way in a way that will make sense because they automatically assume you don't know what the hell you're talking about they automatically assume that you have no clue or you don't know as much as they do and therefore they're gonna swoop in and make you understand you know like hey no let me let me do this i got this right 
But the funniest thing is in that comment where she said, oh, I actually thought he was going to hit me. That's quite scary because bearing in mind, she said like, if we were at least good friends, we were probably friendly acquaintances. Yet he had this reaction. So imagine if she had gone further with him and taken things further if she wanted to, just how worse it would have got by then, right? So um, the crazy thing is people react very, very differently in anger when they're wrong, when they're told that they're wrong. And sadly to say, a lot of men have this issue. Women as well, bearing in mind, some women, they can't take it when they're wrong. I'm not going to say I am one of them, but I'm going to say I may or may not fall into that category. I'm sorry, I'm joking. Not like in a toxic way, but some men obviously show those signs of toxicity and low-key traits of narcissism. And if this isn't an example of it, I don't know what is. But the funniest thing is that 15 years later, she finds out that he is going to, you know, he's a priest basically. So maybe in 15 years time, that was enough time for him to redeem and basically change his ways. But I mean, the fact that he's a priest and he's now in that position of power and authority in the sense that he's able to, you know, make other people feel better about themselves and give advice to them that's kind of like needed and seeked. Um, Seeked? What is wrong with me? Sought. Is that a word? Sought. Basically, you're finding advice, okay? Um, And... He's in that position, so it gives him that power, a sense of authority. So maybe, maybe that's kind of like the perfect, like, I don't know, maybe that's like the perfect role for him, if you think about it. Like, he is in a position of power now, and he has authority. And he always also, at one point in his life, felt like he had to be right. And if he was ever told he's not right, if you question that, he actually almost got physical and became violent. So 15 years down the line, he becomes a priest, where in reality, who's going to really question a priest? You know what I'm saying? They are the people of knowledge in their own kind of category. If you're coming to a priest to ask him for advice, most likely you've sinned or you're confused. So, you know, he's got that sense of authority. He can never be wrong, per se. So, um, yeah, I think he's in kind of like a really good kind of position there. He's got the perfect job, you know, he ever was wanted to apply for. But wow, you know, some people, some people, honestly, uh, the world will surprise you with just how many crazy people there are out there. But um, in the sense of that, damn, okay, I can't, I can't believe that he was always going to hit her. Just beware, okay? If anyone ever so much as raises a hand on you, first of all, why? Who gave you that permission? How did you think raising your hand on me was acceptable? But you know, some people, we just don't realise that. Anyways, I'm going to cut it here now I'm going to end the episode at this point thank you so so much for staying this far um thank you so much for all of your support recently people have really been reaching out and talking about how much they love the podcast how much they love the episodes and I appreciate that to the ends of this earth honestly guys you do not understand just how much your messages mean to me it just gives me another reason to carry on doing this because honestly like there's been days when I'm like okay I'm just gonna switch off but you guys are literally the best people ever so thank you so much for your support if you'd like to follow me and more about everything behind the podcast and um, get updates and stuff and join in a polls then follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the word affairs and join us for another episode next week where we will also bring in more threads and more conversations so take care inshallah and see you next week